0: GPT, GPT 3.5, GPT-4, ChatGPT, Vicuna, Lama, gpt for all and many others. It sounds to me LLM Warriors just started. What about Google? Thank you for listening to Data Science at Home podcast with Francesco Gadaletta. You are about to get cutting-edge insights from the people who are reshaping the world of technology with machine learning, data science, and artificial intelligence. It's time for Data Science at Home. Welcome to the show. Hey, welcome back to Data Science at Home and Beyond. I'm Francesco, your host for the next 30 minutes. Feel free to join us on our Discord channel where you can get in touch with me and the amazing community of scientists and practitioners. You will find the links you need on the official website, datascienceathome.com. Today, as always, we are going to have a lot of fun with the topics you love the most. So put yourself at ease, grab your cup of coffee or tea and expose your brain to the topic of the day. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Data Science at Home podcast. I'm Francesco and today I would like to discuss about Google's position um, about the, um, you know, this war <laughs> that has just begun, which is indeed LLM war. Um, pretty much similarly what happened in the past with browser war, uh, operating system war and many other wars in IT. And of course, war is just a nice way to say that there is um, a lot of competition, of course, and the uh, i believe that this of course will always go uh, in the benefit of uh, of the user that will uh, definitely experience or have the chance to experience um, a better and better product maybe cheaper uh, some other companies will try to release something for free though free is not really free we learned the lesson from uh, social networks and 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 you know, the data that we produce and we generate on a daily basis, and that we give up to uh, these companies that in return, uh, give uh, their services for free. Now, I'm not here to discuss if that's a good deal or or a bad deal, but uh, it is what it is. And uh, uh, if people accept the fact that for getting a free service, um, you know, they have to pay, you know, the currency to pay uh, essentially is the data they produce via that service. Well, that's uh, what, uh, you know, it goes with people discretion and and this is not going to be an episode that will cover that in this episode i'm going to cover um, definitely not exhaustively and also give some opinions some personal opinions about what's going on in the llm world um, and field of research not really from a commercial perspective what's going on Uh, we all know that these models that many organizations out there are producing. Even organizations that, in fact, have never dealt with large language models in the past or even with AI in the past. I've seen some models, some institutions and organizations coming up with a, a large language model uh, as well as, you know, just to enter the market or enter the space or just, you know, make some marketing noise, probably. But you know, it, it it's becoming more uh, you know easier and easier to produce or fine tune your you know version of uh, uh, LLM weights, and uh, I covered this in another episode on this show, uh, speaking about the you know open source models and uh, commercially viable uh, LLM models that you can find already out there and use for your own uh, business and uh, and product. Now, there is one player, in my opinion, that deserves the attention, and that's why this this podcast, uh, which is Google, uh, because uh, Google has been in a position in which, uh, you know, they came with BARD um, pretty much the same period uh, OpenAI came with with, uh, with ChatGPT and, uh, you know, establishing their position in the market and uh, in the field. And then Google came with BART, but uh, the first experiment and first um, uh, you know, experience with BART was not really a, a nice one, according to some of their users. And so what happened since then is that, well, uh, Google has tried to establish their position in a, in a field that is constantly moving. Uh, and also it's kind of changing the uh, product experience of many companies out there. Um, Large language models are becoming some kind of the new interface for people and for searching especially and for uh, searching not only the web, but also for, uh, you know, the custom models searching within the knowledge base of a company or, you know, translating languages and not just the spoken languages, but also, um, you know, programming languages or uh, internal languages or intermediate languages. Uh, so you know that's what large language models are for, and uh, we have seen many good experiences with ChatGPT. But uh, I think that it's going to be a hard time for OpenAI <laughs> to maintain that position, especially the so-called first mover advantage, because uh, you know they the fact that they came out with uh, a, a product that was you know novel and and no predecessors before uh, well it means that they definitely caught the attention of many out there but defending that position uh, when google decides to come in the in the game uh, well it's going to be it's going to be a nice battle and nice war if we can call it like that and the reason for this uh, the reason I'm saying this is because I've been reading a bit and also trying a bit out, BART, uh, though it's not currently available in all countries. So I had to use some tricks and VPNs, of course, to test it out. Uh, and also by reading some of the technology on which BART is built that make it an interesting product uh, and also some something that can be painful for to digest for OpenAI and uh, Microsoft and other potential competitors out there. So the first thing is that BART is... Uh, very fast. So, I don't know if you ever have experienced ChatGPT. ChatGPT, especially in the premium version, it is fast, um, but it's the premium version, and uh, so you have to pay for it. And um, otherwise, you know, you, you have already experienced very likely, uh, you know, non the model not, av- not available, or the website was super sluggish, uh, and working with ChatGPT, you know, the free version, Using it for professional activities uh, might have been uh, kind of risky because it could have been even an entire day that the model was not available, and of course, you could not do what you were supposed to do. Um, So, that's the first thing. The second thing is that, well, even if you have, if you want to compare, let's say, the premium version of ChatGPT with um, Bart's response time, you get already an incredible speed up with BARD much, much faster than CHOP GPT-4. Another important um, feature is that uh, BARD comes from Google. Google is the, you know, they have the monopoly on internet search. So, of course, uh, BART has a built-in internet search feature and capability uh, without additional plugins. While uh, on ChatGPT and many other models, that especially the open source ones, you have to install plugins. You have to find a way to, let's say, integrate the capabilities of a large language model as an interface with... Uh, a knowledge base that usually comes from the internet. So you need to kind of combine internet search and result translation. You have to translate these results into uh, the, you know, high level language or human language and the other way around. While with BARD, all this comes for free. It comes by design in a way, because this integration in fact was not necessary because Google is in fact producing BARD and at the same time they do, they provide all the services and infrastructure for internet search since uh, uh, more than two decades. Um, Another important thing about BARD, and I think this is kind of the game changer, though not yet, is um, voice recognition. So it's a, it has a built-in voice recognition. I think this is going to be kind of a hit for mobile experiences. Um, and the fact that, for example, many times it happened to me while I was driving, I was that you know tempted to to use ChatGPT or doing some some internet search. Uh, though of course, when you drive, you definitely don't have to use your your phone while you're driving. But you know sometimes it happens that I have to be honest. You are stuck in the traffic or you're looking for something like a restaurant, or just another uh, divergence from from your your path on the map, or or some parking space, or you want to do some internet search, and you know doing that with a, a built-in voice recognition that also is perfectly integrated with BART or with a large language model. I think that would be a very nice experience to, or a very nice feature to to have that would definitely make your driving safer, definitely. And, uh, uh, of course, give you the, you know, the potential and the capabilities of uh, a large language model when your hands are busy and uh, you can just speak. Um, Now, when it comes to um, um, large language models, we have seen, especially uh, ChatGPT, uh, many times, uh, you know, hallucinating. Hallucinations is kind of the major risk when you use a large language model. And we have seen that many times happening. Uh, in another episode on this show, I also explained why that is the case uh, and why that happens. And um, it's something that it's kind of intrinsic issue with all large language models, not just BART, not just ChatGPT, not just Vicuna and many others out there. Because these are language models that have been trained by uh, essentially, you know, trying to guess the next most probable world word from a context, from from a previous context, or from a bunch of other words, right? Uh, that's what these models do. That's what these models have been trained for. So, this is basically providing kind of a, a statistical evaluation of what is the probability or what is the most probable word after a bunch of words. Now, a bunch of words can be a very large context, even 100,000 words, uh, but that doesn't change the fact that it's still a, a statistical model so it's still something that for a certain type of context and 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 especially the long ones the model can start diverging from uh, what is that context and you know start telling things that make sense from a syntactical point of view but from a semantical point of view it can also be something you know completely wrong for sure and sometimes it doesn't doesn't even make sense BART eliminates this. I mean, they don't eliminate this problem because, you know, it's the same technology. They cannot eliminate that, that problem, but they can mitigate that problem. How? By providing references. Um, and so, where does that answer come from? So, the, the sources of the data that have, you know, being, that are being used by the language model to generate the answer that they generate, you know They provide these sources, and so as a user, you know, if you have the feeling that the model is hallucinating uh, or you just want to double check the answer, uh, well, you can just click on the sources, and you know, Bart will provide you the sources. I read this from here, and of course, you have the chances to check those sources and you know, make sure that it's not fake news or there's a sketchy website and stuff like that. So, you know, this is, I think, very important. Um, it's also important because. Uh, When it comes to copyright matters, we have seen that many artists and many writers out there, they don't really like the fact that their books and their texts, especially the publicly available ones, have been used as training data sets, and these people haven't been rewarded at all. So, this is very unfair. You know, the fact that we have great experiences with ChatGPT and many other models out there still doesn't mean that we don't have to reward the people who made all this possible, which is the writers, the the bloggers, and, you know, internet users, whoever is producing data. uh, In fact, they are not getting anything back out of this. Uh, And this is kind of, you know, unfair. So, I think that This, you know, initiative from uh, Google Bard, the fact that they can provide these sources, uh, it's something that, from a legal perspective, might be used as, um, you know, a way to let's say reward back the uh, the people who provided that source, who produced that source. If, of course, there is a way to uh, assess that that particular individual or organization or institution truly generate that words is truly the author of that particular source. Still very important. ChatGPT not, does nothing about that. Another important thing is that uh, BART can provide multiple uh, answers. So, multiple, let's say, drafts uh, as responses. And so, you can, in fact, pick the one that makes the most sense for you. Uh, usually, they are um, pretty much all plausible uh, answers. Uh, for I didn't do a very deep test on that, to be very honest, but uh, it seemed to me that they were kind of, you know, draft one, two, three, and four were kind of the same uh, plausibility uh, when it comes to, to, to you know, an answer. Um, but sometimes you want to, let's say, uh, shuffle some words here and there, having something that is probably more in line with the the style that you are using for that particular um, article, if you are writing an article with the help of a large language model, so it's kind of it, it's a nice feature. It's a it's an interesting feature, definitely useful and uh, uh, and very smooth. Are you tired of disappointing data science research for your business? Look no further. Introducing Newton X, the AI powered solution for custom recruiting. They proprietary search the Newton X graph scans an open network of 1.1 billion professionals across 140 industries, sourcing the exact expertise you need. Say goodbye to closed panels and hello to high quality professionals. No other research company can match. As the world's leading B2B research company, they offer quantitative surveys, schedule expert interviews, facilitate long-term consultations and create customized research plans for your business. Visit NewtonX.com/data science for more information on how NewtonX can help answer your critical data science business questions. With NewtonX, you'll get 100% verified professionals, grounding your work in true expertise, and make business strides with confidence. That's NewtonX.com/data science. But I think that the biggest. Um, and the most important aspect and in my opinion the, the biggest advantage that google has uh, with uh, large language model and entering this new this new space new for everybody here uh, is that the fact that google can integrate their large language models with all application all the apps of the google suite and so this is something that nobody else can do in my opinion google has that advantageous position of um, you know Potentially uh, integrating these models with, let's say, Google Docs, Google Sheet, or uh, Gmail, and and many other Google products out there. And this is something that is extremely powerful. Uh, Imagine having uh, a Gmail on steroid. We already experienced this the automatic reply. Remember for the Gmail users out there, uh, when you had an email and you have these short answers, short replies that you could, you know. Uh, reply to to your folks with just one click. Now imagine having that on steroids. Imagine having a, a 340 billion parameter model that can generate super accurate responses to your emails, or you can export to Google Docs, or you can generate a a Google Sheet or a presentation and explain the slide uh, in in words and and send a summary of the slide deck to some you know and all these perfectly integrated in uh, uh, in the suite of Google products, which is which I find super powerful. Um, so I think that's something. Uh, it's not just how powerful the model is because we all know that. At the end of the day, all these models are kind of converging to some sort of uh, plateau uh, when it comes to accuracy and uh, safety. You know, it's the same technology, it's the same or very similar training data sets that they are using. And and so I don't expect to have, let's say, super accurate models and models that are not accurate at all. I expect that, that someday, sooner than later, we will have these models performing pretty much the same way. So what is going to be, is going to be the game changer or the let's say the novelty uh, is the level of integration of these models with the tools that I use on a daily basis. And Google has that position uh, very hard to beat. Now, when it comes to uh, images, of course, <laughs> Google Images is yet another product. Despite the fact that Google is not sponsoring this show at all. Uh, I'm a fan of Google Lens, uh, for example, I use that on a daily basis. I use it for uh, my my pictures there and and for synchronizing devices It's a very nice product, I have to be honest, and probably they are going to see my images, whatever, it's a a risk that I can take. (laughs) But the service and the product is amazing. There is no product that, you know, of the same category, in my opinion, that has uh, the same quality and the same smoothness in the experience. So, spot on there, Google, it's an amazing product. And, of course, how can we combine or can Google combine a large language model with, for example, Google Photos? And, of course, they can. First of all, you can crop images, and this is a feature that is not yet there, but, you know, there are some speculations and uh, rumors that is going to be there very, very soon, um, which is, for example, uh, providing descriptions of, of images um, or simply automatically generate descriptions of images so you can search uh, images uh, semantically with text. Um, in your of course uh, photo library uh, you can also crop images and provide the description of the cropped part of the image which is very powerful because this is something that can happen as you as you go you know on the fly um, another thing that you can do definitely nice generating images we have seen uh, some of the big players out there and probably the most powerful the most fun to use for sure uh, which is Midjourney. journey um, something very similar on that flavor which is the capability of generating new uh, AI images from uh, Adobe Firefly directly in Bard. So this is something that, again, it comes putting things together, uh, putting the pieces of a puzzle in the same product, enhancing the experience of the user by just putting things together, just connecting the dots. That's what Google is doing. And that's what, in my opinion, is will it will crash all the competitions out there because it's impossible for any other than Google uh, to have Gmail, Google Photos, Google Sheet, Google Drive, Google whatever. Uh, So you know the products of Google is in fact, the the legacy of Google uh, themselves. Now, when it comes to the technology behind Google Bart, um, well, there is Google Palm 2. Palm stands for parallel language model. And uh, Palm 2 is of course an evolution of Palm, the predecessor, um, and uh, it's something. It's of course a, a big, a large language model of uh, I think three hundred and forty or fifty uh, billion uh, parameters. Um, it is accessible uh, in four modes: uh, Gecko, Otter, Bison, and Unicorn. Where usually Gecko, there, there's not a lot of information about this stuff. You know, Google has been kind of secretive on uh, on this technology. But essentially, Gecko is the smallest of all probably will target smartphones. It can even uh, be executed on the edge, or offline, directly on your phone. So, and we have seen this trend, you know, with Llama eleven, Llama 7, seven billion, then thirteen, then thirty-five, then sixty billion. You know, there are different sizes of models. We, they are all there. So, all the institutions and organizations who are, who have entered the space of large language model. They all use the same strategies, like a small model for small devices, a big model, a bigger model for, um, you know, more uh, complex answers. Uh, it's all, It's only a matter of fine-tuning your model, definitely not retraining from scratch. For example, um, you want to fine-tune for a particular sector, like mathematics and science, or for uh, medicine and healthcare. Um, And so, what you you will start seeing, and we already start seeing, is, in fact, a baseline model, um, usually, you know, the let's say general purpose weights trained once and for all, for with, with millions of, of dollars spent on GPUs and, and, and data sets. And then we have all the cousins, the little cousins that are kind of fine-tuned and we have spent also some words on how it, it is possible to fine-tune a lot of models, even on a daily basis, within hours uh, rather than weeks or months. And uh, I invite you to, uh, listen to that podcast about uh Laura, lora l o r a which in which i did i explain how is that possible and uh, and you know how can for example GP, uh, OpenAI open ai train and retrain their model uh, even overnight if they wanted to do so Palm Two is uh, is going to use at least that's what the rumors say that Google Bard will be based on Palm Two technology and uh, Palm Two Unicorn, which is two times I think uh, the size of uh, of the predecessor. It also been uh, uh, trained on uh, more than a hundred languages. It can speak a hundred languages, including um, Asian, Korean, Japanese languages. Um, and of course, uh, it has been trained for several years on scientific and mathematical data sets. So expect a you know nice accuracy there in that particular sector uh, or in that particular um, uh, domain. So, yeah, it looks like uh, there are amazing times, especially for users, um, to... Um, experience better and better versions of the large language models. I think that OpenAI just started a war, well, not a war, but, you know, they just started a new trend uh, and Google is definitely responding to this trend, uh, you know, with big ammo uh, and I don't understand yet what is Apple doing. Uh, I'm quite sure they will come with their own version of uh, uh, of a large language model that's probably a topic for another episode uh, it would be nice to know what you think about this and uh, of course you can drop by to our discord server and let us know uh, or give your opinion or well if you know something definitely speak about it <laughs> well i hope you enjoyed the show that's it for today i'll speak with you next time